Hey everybody, it's me, Jay Caps, and you're listening to The World According to Jay Caps, and it is Monday the 18th of July. Yep, we're almost halfway through July, or maybe more than halfway through July. I don't know how to divide. I guess if it were, uh, if, if it were the 16th, two days ago, then it would be halfway into the second half of July. So we are fully into the second half of July. Um, and, uh, and there goes summer, everybody. We're already, hope you're having a good summer because I suppose if you're going to have a good summer, you should be having a good summer by now. July is the main month of summer. August, you're already thinking about September and it's a wrap. So, you know, at that point, we, uh, we're going to fade it out. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, joining us. Uh, joining me, really. There's nobody else. There's nobody else uh, in my podcast. Uh, I have never had a guest on this show. Um, and there's nobody uh, with me. Uh, even Spencer Fullerton Baird um, is just an accent that I do. And while I do, whenever I do his accent, I do pivot from one side of the microphone to the other so that I can keep track of what's going on. Uh, he's not a real character. Uh, but you know what? Who knows? He might show up uh, in this episode and, st- and say otherwise. Um, so, I don't know. I think the thing I'm going to talk about this episode is how... Um, I think it's kind of the theme that, that I always talk about. So I feel like most of the time on this podcast, I will find some nonsense to try and spin into something I think is funny. And uh, and then I think, I, ho- I hope people like that. Um, I For whatever, I don't know when, maybe it was, I think it was back in like 20, 2000, I'm trying to think back. I think back in 2006, it must have been 2006. 2005, 2006 was a weird time. 2005, um, my in my life, I still maybe thought that like music was a thing that I wanted to present as a as a talent that gave my life some type of um, novelty. Everyone has a thing that they do um, that they you know that that it becomes their identity or not everyone I guess artists do I guess people that identify as artists do but in any case what I mean is some people have a thing that they do and uh, for better or worse it they try to dev- define themselves uh, with that thing like and then you know you um Maybe sometimes I think everybody will at some point realize that the thing that they're trying to um, fit their, um, that their persona is supposed to fit into this mold of what they see themselves as or that what they would like to be appreciated for, um, the, the whole, the whole, the totality of our human uh, self does not fit exactly into that thing. And then uh, the person, uh, expands the expands that their own self um, identity to include other things. Well, I mean, really, who 
gives a shit at this point. I mean, honestly, right? But but what I'm saying is that in two in 2005, I used to think of myself still as a as a, a musician or something like that. And at that at, from 2005 to 2006, I I was like, I'm no longer trying to be a musician, but I am going to start trying to do. Um, trying to learn the art of doing comedy things. Comedy, I guess. The reason why is because that was the year that I took an improv class in New York City and at the People's Improv Theater in 2006. And um, it set me on a, a course of action for, um, like, until now, 2022. <laughs> but, um, I mean, over those years, like, in various incarnations like I studied improv, I did stand up, I uh I was a touring theatrical clown, I did um you know, I created web series, I I made all types of different things. I, I was in plays. I have continued 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 to um to find uh the same sort of pursuit like a creative pursuit that was re- that is renewing and is like um you feel like you're you're uh your um your self is uh is hmm, what's the word I'm looking for again whenever I can't think of something and then I feel the energy drop out of the show what is the word I'm trying to think of inspiration maybe that's the word feel inspired feel like um for the ups and downs of any pursuit you're happy you're happy to be on the path and uh you feel alive even despite um you know the ways that things beat you down um yeah so um so i've been doing that for all those years it's a lot of years now if you think about it like 10 years was 2016 and then there's six years since then. It's 22. So for as much as I want to say that, um, you know, I am a thing or like I am a person that like thinks of themselves as a person that's funny or whatever. But whether, whether I want to be modest or I want to give myself credit for having uh, pursued something, yeah, I've been doing it for 16 years you know, starting from from scratch. Uh, what do I have to show for it? I don't know. I mean, I have... Why do I even bring this up? I think the reason is um, because I find myself in uh, like a weird... Uh, like a weird state right now, especially now that we're no longer in like heavy COVID era. I guess we haven't been for maybe a, a year. Although that's a sliding scale because... You know, coming out of the pandemic, everybody went went to their own pace. Um, but I think I have um, really had trouble. Uh, I don't know. I think I've really had trouble um, finding my place uh, after, like. The, after the pandemic, I feel like um, my life is is different, really markedly different. Uh, 
like so I've told you guys that I also yeah I mean I'm just hitting the button because that's like on the inside I feel like um like there's a there's a there's a voice inside of me that's just like don't like this is pointless why would you why would you share you know this is it's like um a perpetual presence of negativity uh, that that's always there, and I think that somebody in like the first episode of this podcast was like, "That's um, that's depression," and you know, I didn't. I did go to a therapist, and I did talk about lots of things. And at the end of the day, I was like, "I don't know if this is." I felt like I don't know if like this is really the thing. Um, so I stopped going, but I did go for like at least a year. Um, and it did help with some things, um, you know, like it did help me uh, with some things, but I felt at the, at the end of it, I felt like I was just uh, like, we'd have the meeting and I would just be trying to think of something to say that would be um, like, I would try to almost like get myself into a state of frenzy to be upset about something when in general, I'm not, like I'm not trying to wallow in in my in anything, um, but regardless, there is a there is like a presence. There's a presence in the room with me that uh, that I have to try to um, temper because it it will like uh, make me it will essentially just make me hit this wrong buzzer button. That's like the simple. I've I figured out how to control it, and I just let a little. The 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 but the buzzer hits and it like it's a little steam out. It 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 lowers the tension and I know, you know, that I have a a little more time before I uh, hate myself too much and can't uh, express freely. Um, but anyway, getting back to why I brought up the comedy thing is because I feel like. I don't know where my heart is. I don't know where like my pursuit is. Uh, for a long time, I really pushed to, I don't know, define myself in some type of creative way. Um, you know, I always would have a like a toe in the stand-up world just to keep myself um, sharp. Um, I, I relentlessly made my web series, Grading Animals, and like I uh, put like everything into it. Uh, I was again like it's just a one a one person show, which is not that remarkable because I don't know. I feel like there are many. YouTubers and stuff like that who are one person show, but I wonder how many people are actually truly one person shows. Um, but then again, um, part of the uh, like this feeling that I'm having also comes from that I feel very isolated. Uh, I don't have like I feel very isolated from like the creative communities that I never was really a, a big like part of. But I don't know. I guess I have no way back in. Um, and I feel like um, feel like it would be so 
I don't even know where I would I would go back to if I were to like rejoin it, and I don't know um, where my actual sense of joy for that is too. Like, what is it that I that I want out of all of this work? Or you know, I mean, I had the thing about um, the thing that was disheartening about. Uh, grading animals and I guess like what one of the main reasons why I stopped making episodes like like a workhorse was that um, I was making these episodes and um, I couldn't get the plat I couldn't get the platform to share them like I'd make episodes that I thought were like really good and then Instagram itself would not put them out to the people that followed or it was just a, such a hurdle and I was like ha, I'm like I don't even I don't know how to do this right or do this better and um and so like that like was a um you know kind of like a mind fuck and also I feel like weird about talking about this but it, it was definitely a it was definitely a, a thing that uh that uh I I think like affected how I related to the show. Um, But I like, I, I, I guess I, I guess I had like a, (laughs) I guess I had like a, a, um, like a, like an internet relationship with, with someone who, followed the show and um i don't know it was like we never met or nothing like that we talked a lot on the internet just like talking over emails and uh and and zoom a few times um and you know it's like uh the person lived very very far away so i it was like like a fantasy essentially i don't know i mean just these things happen, right? But um, I don't know. It's like the there was like like a, a huge emotional toll that that I felt after after it ended, and then uh, I don't know because of it's like because it happened within the umbrella of the show, uh, like it made me feel like. Uh, like I, um, I don't know, like, like it, it made me feel like I, uh, did something wrong or like also like I, I kind of felt like I poisoned my own show, uh, because this thing had happened within it. And I feel like, oh, did I, did I, uh, did I take from the show? Did I take from like, did I, um, basically be um like uh like like a narcissist or like a i don't know i don't really feel like it makes sense uh but i don't know i guess like the reason i bring it up is cuz i i think when i think of like how um not uh confident or not or like how i feel like i've like f- like i've completely like 
uh, destroyed the things, the thing that I made accidentally. Like I feel like I had all this momentum of this thing I made, and then, uh, and then like it, it all like, like ended. And everything you know, everything that you do ends. But I don't know. I feel like I wish I had. I wish I was able to. Um, I wish I could go back in time and and warn myself to um, to like. I have no idea. I mean, maybe like all of these things like are supposed to happen. Like you're supposed to experience. Uh, like you're. Sp- I think you're supposed to experience like. You're supposed to experience high highs and then low lows. Um, anyway, um, of course, what, what am I even saying on this episode? Uh, this is probably really bad. Uh, but, you know, I guess like the whole, the whole vibe of this thing is like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this show? What is my relationship to a creative thing? Who the fuck am I? Um, what would I want? I mean, in the pandemic, what I really wanted was somehow if I could stay in the in like the creative in the zone, like to bring up soul for the trillionth time. Like if I could stay in the creative zone and that be a place that I could stay and make my creative work like as if the thing as if making this like pseudo this uh, educational but also pure comedy nature show if that were a thing that the world wanted then i think i would have been happy to stay in that forever because i was so proud of myself to to synthesize these these things like the these uh like my 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 comedy voice and i don't know doing the research and making and editing it all together and i guess being like i mean as much of a, like a personality you know on the internet that i could stomach like i'm not really you know i i think that uh you know there's like definitely a greater um a greater example of like narcissism in other uh other people on the internet who uh offer maybe less content or maybe less um I, you know and just are uh, f- uh for themselves you know like for themselves just um not uh just like maybe they're attractive or whatever and not to not to shit on anybody but like i don't know uh, like you know, I I I always felt like I could uh, do something with some, uh, like like my own sense of integrity that what I was offering. Um, in any case, the way I feel now is like um, when I think back to to what I wanted. Uh, you know, I'm like, did I do I want that anymore? I don't know. I mean if it were if it were possible that um 
that like I could make something like that and it wouldn't be uh, like an impossible hurdle to to do by myself or if I had like you know help or something like that then I would probably be you know happy to do that um but now I'm like what like where where am where am I headed creatively I I um the th- the one thing that is in my life now that is um like a like a different energy that is positive and i think like also informing whatever is going to be next for me is that i teach at a school um and i've talked about this school and i know i you know it's a special needs school but it's not like what you're thinking uh, I teach art at a special needs school, but it's not like, you know, I know I say special needs and you think like window lickers, but the school I teach at is for emotionally disturbed teens. And that is a very particular thing. It's not, um, it's not like, um, you know, like uh, Down syndrome. It's, it's for kids who are suicidal and depressed and um, on the autism spectrum, some of them, but for the most part, like they have trouble learning and they're depressed and, uh, they're like, uh, they have different disorders, uh, mental disorders. Uh, and it's, and, um, you know, my background is in art. And if I think if I, you know, I've always done this because I always felt like I should be a specialist and not a generalist. But if you stack up, um, my art training uh, my music training and my comedy training, um, probably like whatever comedy training or more experience. Let's just say experience. Like the most time I've spent um, is in art because I went to art school and I've worked professionally as an artist in different capacities. So like I like my best my my ability that's like most most honed is art because I've been doing it for the longest and I teach at that school. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, I'll not to like, uh, be, uh, you know, like trying to make myself sound great, but like, I do have like a, like a diverse, not a diverse, I I have a, a strong background in this stuff. And so I, I can teach, uh, I can teach it with a lot of like expertise. Um, so anyway, I bring that up because this school that I'm teaching at is making me uh, care. Like I'm in this situation with kids, and I can't help but make their um, like I can't get them out of my head. Like I am very invested in trying to teach art um but also trying to get past these unique barriers that are that affect them like there's so many interesting things that you would never think of like people who um like people who uh like live in a mask where they're like 
they're like presenting a barrier when you uh, interact with them and to their and to their peers um, or you know people who you know like periodically go and are hospitalized in a psych ward and then come back but you know when they're when they're not in a psych ward they're you know creative and gentle people who have a lot of potential and you're like what is it that is lurking inside of them that you know comes up and uh like wrecks their um the the streak of positive uh, momentum and um and like it's different it's like a different um way of using my abilities that I that I never well I've I had been a teacher years ago when I was like in my late twenties but I'm a I'm better than I was then. So it's like I can stand in like the authority of my expertise better. Um and I'm not as uh, intimidated by kids when I was a teacher you know, in my late twenties, like I was so intimidated by kids and I think I'm just like a little bit better, um, at, uh, standing my ground and like being, um, not like authoritative, but just being an authority figure that like is about, I'm about what I'm about and I'm not going to yield to, uh, like a, like, um, like a child that's like be, being immature um, maybe it's like the, maybe like when you grow, when you get older, like you just have like the adult in you all the time. So you, you don't have to, um, uh, at a certain point, like it's your, you can, uh, access it. So this experience with this school, um, makes me, um, makes me think like, what is, what is changing inside of me that, that this is like, it. I know that this is a positive thing and I feel like it might influence the path that I will, like, I don't think of myself as a, a as out of, as not cr- being creative any like creative or like making things. Like I said, like I'm going to have off in August and I already, I intend to, make some grading animals episodes that like address all of this stuff. But, um, you know, I, the, 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 um, the issue that I have now is that I don't know where to put my energy, uh, in like creatively to make something, to make, uh, new things like i don't like in my heart i do, i i don't feel connected to any of the the creative worlds that i used to be part of like i don't feel like i have a connection to improv or stand up or all these things that it would be great if i did because then i would feel like i have a, a community to go to or like a community where that would want that that i could be part of um, but I just feel like it's been a long time of isolation 
from those people. And um, I don't know, you know, I guess like probably a lot of it is fear, but also it's like the energy to, to, to like what, it's like what do I want out of it? And then like the, um, then like creating a show or something like that. I'm like for the internet, I'm like, I don't even believe in the internet. I don't believe that, like, I think of the internet now and I'm just like, okay, it's going to be a thing that, um, like, where could I put something where I'm not going to get fucked by, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, I would, I would hope that by putting stuff on the internet, you have a, a fighting chance to, that it would be seen, but I don't, think I believe that anymore. I think that the world has gone into this, um, like, uh, nobody, like, I, I notice if I put something original, like, if I post something that is, like, I've worked on, uh, at least on Instagram, like, I guess Instagram is really the issue, which is, like, the biggest stupid thing that I shouldn't have never uh, invested in. But, um, like, it if I push, if I put a, a a screenshot of a website and I put it on my stories, like it'll go out to like five hundred people. If I put like a piece of content that I made, even if it's a video from my camera of myself or something like that, it'll go to like sixty people. And I'm like, this is not encouraging of like of creating something. I don't want. It makes me not want to even bother to make something. Like understandably because it's like if like what's the point of being original like i wonder if i it's like the thing that you're invited to do on the internet now is just like find a trending meme and and be and and repur and repurpose a trending meme that's like the most creative thing you can do now um and i'm like not interested in that like i like I feel like I would die by the sword of wanting to make original things. And that's like who I am and that's like what I will stand for. Um and if it were like and if it were to say like that that making original things is not viable, like that that's not what the world wants, um I would like stand in the face of that. Like there was this uh there was this uh web guru, this web series guru that Marianne and I uh were going to um we're, like we were going to like maybe he was going to help us out with Marison caps back in the day and his whole thing was like don't <laughs> it was so stupid he was like don't just make the thing that you want to make uh fu- like look on the internet and find like these like find what's trending and just do that and like build build your whole thing that you want to make based on what everybody else already wants and i was like that sucks i was like fuck that is that really like like what like so w- w- are we in like a are we in a world where nobody is curious about things or like nobody wants to like what about what about making something that no one has ever seen before what about 
just doing it for the sake of art. Like, I mean, I guess what the message of that is, like, yeah, sure, you can do that, but be prepared for nobody to give a shit about it. Um, but I don't know. I don't believe that totally. I think that it's it's um it's uh that's that's bullshit. And I and I think like maybe the internet and maybe like these channels that like these stupid four channels that we have, um, you know, the internet started out so f- open, but now it's just like four channels. It's like everybody just has the same three apps, and like that's what it is. So. No wonder, like, we have this, like, homogenous culture that is totally unoriginal. Um, but then again, like, um, but then again, really. So, uh, yeah, so a half an hour up top about um, how, like, I feel lost creatively and um, I don't, and, you know, I feel a little hopeless and I don't know. But at the same time, like maybe it's a good, maybe I'm going toward a good thing because uh, I'm in this situation where I'm teaching people who uh, have a lot worse problems than me. And, and I'm, I'm very invested in it because uh, I have no other way of not, I don't know a way not to be. That's the, that's the thing. When, um, I do I do love uh teaching art and I do love like uh people who are creative and and trying to help them find their first steps. You know, a lot of the a lot of the kids they they're having trouble just trusting their own their own uh self to to make something. They're so they have like the same negative thing that I have but much worse. Like I'll make this fucking podcast and I'll still put it out and I'll, and you know, I, I don't care. Like I, the, the, what they're having trouble with is, um, like not, not scribbling over any little mark in their little sketchbook and, or like hating themselves so much that they can't even create something. So in an ironic way, like there's like, I have found myself into this weird funhouse mirror of my own of my own problems in these kids and having to um having to like uh I don't know put on a mask of knowing how to solve these problems myself when I feel them uh you know I I they definitely loom over me and in, infect everything I do as well so all right. So anyway, that's just what's going on with me. Um, and now let's get to uh, some suggestions from the audience because you guys, whoever's listening to this show, thank you so much. And um, I I appreciate you all so much. I don't know. I feel like I could have just had Spencer Fullerton Baird and made a big like nonsense for the, for a half an hour. Um, that might have been funny, but I know I have no idea because I I have no gauge of whether anything on this show works or doesn't work, um, and that may be that may be an also I can blame on Instagram for giving me a 
giving me this strange addic- uh, barometer of uh, affection that I became addicted to uh, in the form of zillions of little hearts for for my um for my web series. So yeah, that was um you know I think maybe maybe this whole this whole season without those episodes uh, without putting stuff out and feeling that is just like a recovery. Uh, in any case, with the let's go. We have some suggestions from a few people, and of course, the homie Richie Rich forty two eighty eight, and he asks, "What, uh, in my opinion, is cringe?" Uh, and Richie Rich, I'm going to say the first 36 minutes of this podcast is cringe. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. That is the, that's, that's what I call cringe is when cringe is when you, um, you uh, expose your, uh, your deepest insecurities and it's gross. That's what cringe is. So uh, Richie Rich also asks, uh, am I a fan of wrestling? And um, the answer's not really. Uh, I've never watched wrestling except when I was like six years old back in the 80s, uh, just to give you an idea of how old I am. So I did watch um, 80s wrestling when I was six. And yes, I had a, a stuffed animal bear and I would wrestle the stuffed animal's bear while I was um, watching wrestling. But I stopped watching wrestling about the time The Ultimate Warrior came out, which I think was like fifth grade for me. And it might have been like 1990, probably 1990. And what was I getting into in fifth grade that made me not like that? I was like a, you know what I really liked when I was in fifth grade? In sixth grade, I really liked um, TGIF, the TV shows on on um, Friday nights on, I guess, ABC. Uh, you know, Family Matters, Full House, Step by Step, another show that I can't remember what it was. Uh, I really liked watching Night at the Improv, comedy stuff like that. And I was just not into wrestling. Um, and I never got back into it. Um, you know, by the time, by sixth grade, I was into music. I think sixth and seventh grade, I was into music. Uh, I remember, I think I was, I think I was in sixth grade when I got my first cassette tape, uh, was, uh, Tori Amos, Little Earthquakes. So, I mean, long story short, I'm gay, you know, I'm not actually gay. I'm actually straight. Uh, but you know, um, but like, you know, I did my first tape was Tori Amos Little Earthquake. So I'm probably gay too. So uh so that's what I think about wrestling. Wrestling is and in this case I'm using the um wrong buzzer buzzer to um to give myself a demerit for um joking about the word gay. All right. So uh if and then Richie Rich only has three questions this episode, and he he asks uh if I could kill off one species in exchange for an extinct species, what would it be? What a great question. So if I could kill a current species in exchange for an ancient species or a species that's dead now, you know what I would do? I might 
check this shit out. I would say I would kill off the the tick, the Lone Star tick, which is one of the ticks that I'm actually going to say I'm going to kill off lots of ticks um, from the Northeast. From from the, we're having like a real epidemic with these fucking ticks. Can't even go out. Can't even go out to a state park and strip naked and roll in the the underbrush. You know, you can't for like fifteen minutes without becoming covered in ticks. You know, what the hell is that, dude? Um, and that's a real problem. Uh, so. I would say I would have the ticks, we get rid of those, and I would bring back, um, you know who I would bring back? I know, you'd think that I would say bring back the American chestnut, right? That That's my go-to. I would say Amer- American chestnut tree, if I could bring one back. But if, Richie Rich, if you say a stipulation say hey 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 i don't mean a tree species i mean an animal species right um and then i would be like you're being a real hard ass about this hypothetical situ- hypothetical question why don't you just let me have the chestnut tree it seems unreasonable to make a big thing about that and then you'd be like listen um my rules, you know, my questions, my rules. And I'd be like, okay, fine. So I got to pick an animal. So I'm going to say, how about we bring back the passenger pigeon? Now I know why, right? Why bring back the passenger pigeon? Um, But hear me out. Uh, This, maybe it would, maybe passenger pigeon, you know, it went extinct because of people who wanted fucking hat feathers, which which is a stupid thing. And then maybe, you know, this is a thing where I've noticed in, in po- like popular culture, uh, you know, a lot of people want to attack um, straight white women. That's like a, you know, they, they, they're coming for you. They're coming for you. Uh, and in this case, wanting feathers for, for fancy hats, that's that's one of those things that's like right in the pocket of being mad at um, a person based on their uh, gender and skin color and for nothing else, for no reason because you have a gripe. Um, you know, you could definitely get mad at that population for wanting to have fancy hats in the early 1900s and killing the passenger pigeon off. Uh, and I say... The passenger pigeon died and really, you know, you never, you don't hear a lot of advocacy for the passenger pigeon nowadays. Nobody gives a shit that it went dead. Um, There's no, it's like there's the book, The Overstory, that that I, I talk about all the time, but you don't see like the pigeon story. You never see people trying to talk about how the passenger pigeon really got a raw deal from those from those Karens, right? But um so Richie Rich, I'm gonna like say, let's get rid of ticks, let's get passenger pigeons back in the mix. So you know, one one down, 
one one suggester down. Now we have another suggester, Matthew Holland, also great friend of the show and also great um you know, uh, he's this guy uh he I I drew a picture of a turtle, a tortoise for him. He has a pet tortoise. I I illustrated a, a tortoise picture for him and he's been a real friend to the show. Um so he has three he has four four suggestions and uh the first suggestion is teenage mutant ninja turtles you know i had brought up just the suggestion before of what i was into when i was in 5th grade uh duh i can't believe i i forgot what i was into the reason i wasn't into wrestling is cuz i was so into the teenage mutant ninja turtles from 4th grade on teenage mutant ninja turtles I absolutely love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I love the toys. Getting toys was the best. Um, the Ninja Turtle toys were pretty good. Um, there were, you know, there were these little in, informational cards on the back of the of the toy, and I would cut them all out, and I had them all nice and organized. And uh, I would love to like uh invite a friend over and get all the t- get all the to- like our collective toys and then make a big story up um yeah that was uh, that was pretty great so yeah ninja turtles was definitely something of my childhood uh i when i was v- so when i was like 6 5 6 i was into he-man and then i was into transformers and then I was into Ninja Turtles. And I think Ninja Turtles were the last of my toy phases. Um you know, I you know, I'm not like a like a person that like collects toys or anything like that or keeps them in the in the box. I'm not like that. But um my nephew has uh you know, he is a little kid. And I do enjoy playing toys with him. I do enjoy like um, inventing stories. And uh, the Ninja Turtles definitely remind me of that. So that reminiscing could have been funnier. But uh, it was, you know, I got to remember that there's four components of a character. This is something I teach when I teach cartooning. But a character needs a comic perspective. You know, like the funny way they look at the world. Um, they need to have flaws. The flaws are funny because, you know, like let's say a person is lazy, like Garfield, or they're uh, depressed, like Charlie Brown, or they're um, like a fucking jerk, like Kenny Powers. Like the flaws are important. But a character also needs humanity. Um, And sometimes when we tell the story about about something from our lives that like illuminates our humanity that's important that helps balance that helps helps balance the whole thing so you know what sometimes you tell a story about teenage mutant ninja turtles not funny but it actually has humanity and for that we can give it a ding um and then Met, uh, Matthew Holland also asks goblins versus zombies now this is a very simple question I hate zombies. I hate zombie shit, and it's. I think zombies are as stupid, 
if not more stupid than space. As you know, I am no fan of space. I think space is also very stupid. And our fascination with space is a one-way ticket to death. There's nothing good that can come of going into space except going in a spaceship for like 20 years just to get to the sun. What the fuck is the point of that? To to get in a spaceship and then how long is it going to take to go? It's going to take 700 years to get to the fucking wherever you think that something is in the fucking, I don't know. It's not even the sky. The stupidest, I fucking, like what really gets me about space is that you can't, at no point could you go out and breathe in space. You at no point could go out and smell the sweet aromas of space. What about the, um, I keep hearing about nebulas and it looks like, like all this, like, it looks like a fucking sunset in the middle of the, in the middle of the space, but the nebula doesn't even smell like anything. It's just, it's like you can't, I don't even understand the concept. I think like if you go out into space without um, one of those like fishbowl looking hats, your skull implodes or something or like your whole head cracks off. I don't know exactly. It's like really cold. I don't know. It's very stupid. And, you know, you wonder if humans should have ever evolved past caveman. You know, because we have all this shit, like we've become a society where we have all of this extra time on our hands to be depressed, to like not know what we're doing with our lives, to to like worry whether that you we should make a fucking some stupid web series for Instagram, like you ultimately useless shit. And you think that same energy is the thing that brought us to make a fucking spaceship and go to space for no reason. Like all that wasted of gas to go up to space for, for what? So that we can say that we went so that humans could have gone to space and then been like, Oh, I saw the sun and I saw the moon. Uh, I I've been there, done that. And so we can further uh, have zero awe or respect for the, like anything because we are like narrow-minded like apes that can't see past our own uh hard on so anyway um and zombies zombies are even worse than that zombies are the most lazy stupid shit of all time like what am wait a second so it's worse than space because in space like there's some rules like you if you you can't go out without the fishbowl hat like you can't like um there's an alien that could going to blast through your stomach for some reason like there's all this other shit in space like there's fucking ewoks all this stupid shit like lightsabers all this dumb shit that does not that doesn't make any sense right but then in in zombies if you're de- if you're dead so there's no life in you but then all of a sudden you you're you can walk and you want to eat brains and you have all this energy meanwhile there's no life in you so the last time i checked if something is dead there's no reason to worry about it um 
that that's the end of the problem. Like if a guy is trying to kill you and you and he dies, that's that. Or if like a wild beast is coming at you, then you you're fine. Like it, you can get killed. Like you either you get killed or if you killed the wild beast. But once the wild beast is dead, it's not going to bother you anymore. You can skin the wild beast and use its fur as a blanket or something. But the problem is that this zombie thing. It's like what we're all gonna we're all gonna pretend like that doesn't work when it comes to a human being, and his skin is falling off, and there's no reason why it would even stand up. You see zombies, and they're like, like half of them is falling off, and they're crawling on the ground. Meanwhile, they have the energy of like ten strapping young lads. The energy that some of these zombies go at you with, it's like. I don't even know alive people that have that type of energy. The, you know what type of strapping young lads I see all day long is um, kids who play video games too much. And meanwhile, those tubs of lard are never going to give me any trouble. But you're telling me that they die, become zombies, and then they're like Olympians? Some zombies are like stupid, like they can't even, like you could put a tripwire. But then all of a sudden there's like hordes of them. Anyway, fuck zombies. That shit is dumb. Zombies is stupid. And goblins, now you're... Goblins, honestly, I don't even give a shit about goblins either. I never... Goblins, I definitely don't like the green goblin. I don't like Marvel comics. I don't like anything. But um, I think that goblins is going to win this one because they're just out of the public eye. And what's the big thing about goblins? They're like... They have long noses and like pointy ears. That's like almost the same as an elf, I think. Oh, you know what else? I think goblins are mean to gnomes. Goblins are all right. I'm going to say goblins are all right. And you know what? I'm going to actually do all the suggestions because I I just want to apologize to everyone for um, opening up this first part. You know, when I opened up, I feel like, you know, Maybe just like the students at my school, I kind I have tended to wear a mask um, and hide uh, the person I am, and I think that that's not a good thing. So, um, so I opened up and but to reward you guys for sitting through that not that bullshit, I'm gonna do all the suggestions for all for all the people that listen to this show. I have no idea who listens to the show. Um. I but you know I'm but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing it because it's the only thing, um, it's 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 helping propel me to a distant shore. I I I have come from wherever I was coming from, and I'm going somewhere and I don't know the direction and I don't know what is happening. But um, that's what I'm gonna do. So Matthew says his other suggestion is Hellraiser, which is a movie from the 80s that I never saw. How my question to you is how out of touch with popular culture are you? Are there movies that are very popular that you never saw? Because I'll tell you something. Last night was the first time in my life that I saw Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, no, not no. 
Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I never saw that movie until last night. And um, the weird thing was, is that I had seen all the parts of the movie, except for a few, in other things, making fun of Indiana Jones or referencing Indiana Jones. And I was like, I couldn't believe that not only did like so much of society want to relive the movie in other versions of things, but um, in that movie, there's like no actual scenes. It's all one long adventure thing. Like the the movie starts out and it's like this big pageant, this big like fucking dance number, and it never slows down where there's never a part of that movie where an actor has a talking scene with somebody else. It's all action all the time. It never stops moving. And um, and every action part that you see, like it's the most, like things ripped it off so bad in other things. Um, so, so I saw that for the first time. So I'm going to let you guess if I ever saw Hellraiser. And if you guys haven't guessed yet, the answer is no. I never saw Hellraiser. I know that there's a guy with pins in his face, which when I was a kid, that's too scary for me. So I was like, I don't want to see it. It's too scary. I don't like a thing with pins in your face. That seems gross to me. So I never saw it. And... um. Matata or Matthew Holland as he his actual name is called he has another suggestion and his suggestion is that big ass Bass Pro Shop Pyramid store in Tennessee which I don't know about um, I'm going to look it up right now so I'm looking up Bass Pro Pyramid Bass Pro Pyramid um and and apparently, wow. Okay, so in Memphis, Tennessee, there's a 535,000 square foot bass pro shop that looks like a triangle. Um, it looks like a pyramid. And it says outdoor world. Um, and it has 100 foot tall cypress trees inside of it, which is, that's cool, dude. Um I, I'll just say that I fuck with cypress trees. I, I like, whenever I hear about a, a tree, I'm into it. Now, I'm looking inside of this thing, and I'm looking at the picture of it, and I am a little bit scared of it. So I'm going to say this is, scare, this is a scary place, this Bass Pro Shop. Um, and what's scary about it is that it's shaped like a triangle. Um, it's shaped like a pyramid. And that makes me think of a pyramid scheme. And that makes me think of um, a scary mountain. And it's it makes me think of like glass, like glass breaking and glass going in your eye. Um, but on the other hand, it makes, also makes me think of sharks because sharks have... Um, pointy noses like a like a pyramid and also they have sharp teeth which are shaped like triangles so uh, it makes me a little nervous 
this the look of this building. But then I looked in their website as I'm scrolling through right now, hoping to find something humorous to land on. And I found out that inside this Bass Pro Shop, there's a thing called Fishbowl Bowling. And it's an underwater-themed bowling adventure with fishbowl bowling experience. And apparently, they have taxidermied fish in like a sea theme all around the bowling alley. And the picture of it has also what appears to be a mako shark, which, as you know, are the sexiest sharks that have ever lived. Very sexy sharks. Um, and it, you know, I would actually, if I could, I would, I would try to make love to a, a mako shark. I would try to, I don't know how it would work. I think that I would have a lot of trouble kissing it on the mouth because if I tried to kiss it on the mouth, I probably would get my head bitten off, but it doesn't mean I wouldn't try to, to kiss a, a mako shark on the mouth. Maybe I would not try to do it. Maybe I'll just try to give it a hug at least. But this fishbowl bowling looks intriguing to me. But I dis- I definitely found out something recently that was shocking. Did you know that in ca- in parts of Canada they don't have like big they have different type of bowling called candlestick bowling which is made of instead of having bo- bowling pins that are like round on the bottom sort of like a like a a regular bowling pin shape where it's like fat on the bottom and like like a smaller tube at the top. It's just sort of like a Voss water, just like these columns. And instead of having a big bowl that you put your fingers in, it's more like a, like a, like a small hammer, like a big circle. I don't know if that helps illuminate this thing, but if, but if, but I don't think that you can do that type of bowling at the fishbowl bowling inside of the scary triangular building that has a, a Bass Pro Shop. But um, listen, the thing about this, the thing about that one was that I, I, I think that the Bass Pro Shop, I've just found out about that now. Um, so I don't know. Maybe if I'm ever down in Tennessee, I've always wanted to go to Tennessee because I always wanted to go to the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I think that's in Tennessee. So maybe if I go there, I'll go to the Big Cypress Lounge Bass Pro Shop and stock up on outdoor stuff uh, and while I'm there and then play a round of fishbowl bowling. All right. So now we have suggestions by... And you know what I just realized? I just realized that this is probably not that good of a podcast. Not because of... um anything I'm doing, but because maybe it's not, maybe just reading suggestions and making up whatever you can off the top of your head, maybe that's like a bad concept, but I don't know. Um, You just got to keep doing things, right? Okay, so we have another suggestion, and this time is by East49, a friend of, a friend of mine, well, I don't really know East49, but He's a, a friend through the internet who uh, liked grading animals and has been a great supporter of the show. I'm very happy that I'm very happy that this 
this person still follows the show. That's really, it's really nice. Um, so anyway, he asks long-term nuclear waste warning messages on Wikipedia. Um, and this is something that I also don't know shit about. I had no idea that this was even being done, which is a long-term nuclear waste warning messages. So I'm just going to go to, I'm just going to type that entire thing. And listen, if you guys, uh, if you guys find this is this to be boring, which I mean, I hope not. I hope this is uh, entertaining, or maybe this is just like part of your routine. Like you're listening, you know, you you put it on the background. That even that's good. I have no idea. I guess it would be cool to you know to find out like what it would be like to reach out. And is it possible? Is it possible that? that the world is like about community, like they always say it, or is the world about just living in isolation? You know, it's, uh, I'm not sure, but it makes you think because like when I was like, this podcast really doesn't have, I don't feel like any sense of community really. It's always surprising. I'm always surprised that people would listen to it. Um, because I'm doing such a great job as a host. But, uh, but you know, I think, like, it needs to have some type of community or it's just this, like, terrifying echo chamber where I, I just want to hit the wrong button over and over again um, and negate things I say. Um, and this, like, comes back to, like, my own, um, you know, the thing that, I, like, where I feel like, what do, what do I have to do to, like, return to the world or, like, be part of some type of creative outlet that like involves other people. So can't figure that out right now, but I'm going to look up long-term nuclear waste warning messages. Let's see. Yes. Long-term nuclear waste warning messages on Wikipedia. Okay. So... I just looked this on Wikipedia, which was suggested. And it says that I see this little graphic and it says that you basically you dig a hole, you put nuclear waste in a in the ground, like try to put it like half a half a kilometer, uh, half a kilometer, a kilometer down in the ground, right? And then you dump it all in the ground, half a kilometer down in the ground. And then, anyway, it's going to go down. It's going to come back up the hole. And it's actually going to come all the way back up, I guess, like the oil well. It's going to kill you. That's what this shitty... If you go, by the way, just for the sake of... Just for the sake of doing a thing together in a community style. But I want you to just do what this guy asked me to do and look up the t look up long-term nuclear waste warning messages on Wikipedia and then look at this drawing that's the proposed pictogram warning of the dangers of buried nuclear waste and look at what they did they have like the most beyond shitty drawing of ever I've ever seen it's this stick figure and he's got like laser beams for arms for some reason. And then there he's standing on like a little platform 
and that's supposed to be the ground. And then there's a, a line going down, down to the bottom, and it says 66 Kamala meters. And then on the bottom of that, it says repository and the nuclear symbol. Then next picture is the same guy with the fucking laser beam arms, but then he dug a hole that's not even... And I'm going to stop saying kilometers because I'm going to start saying it correctly, kilometers. It, he dug a hole like 66 kilometers down in the ground. And then I guess he built like a water well or an oil, an oil derrick or some type of shit like that. So he has both of these in the next picture, right? The repository is still 66 kilometers down, right? Then the third part of the comic is he dumped nuclear waste down 66 kilometers down there. And it goes straight up the fucking oil derrick tube. It goes right up. And then he's like making a like the the same face that the guy in the in Edward Munch's The Scream. You ever see that painting Edward Munch The Scream where it's like a guy and he's like yelling and he's on like a boardwalk? So then oh what I don't understand is why the stick figure needed to have laser beam arms. Or like his arms are not in so much laser beams, but his arms are like um I don't know what the... They look like um, electric symbols. So anyway, the fourth... The fourth, like, the punchline of this comic is that the guy... The guy died. The nuclear waste floated out of the hole and now is in the air. And it's also coming out the oil derrick, like, on top of him. Um, And I suppose this is... This whole thing is... Don't fuck around with nuclear message, nuclear stuff. So nuclear, so my question is, oh my God, I'm like looking at this shit more. And in the, in one of the graphics, it looks like the guy, you know, the racist meme. I don't know if all, all memes are racist. I'm not even sure, but I know some memes like are supposed to be like, um, what's the word for it? I, I'm not like a guy that like gives a fuck about memes. I don't I'm too old for that. But there's all these type of memes that are supposed to be like edgy. And there's a guy, he's making like a mean face. And I think it's like anti-Semitic. I'm not sure. But <laughs> dude, for whatever reason, the same guy who made that drawing made this radioactive waste picture. It's like looks just like that guy from that cartoon. So I guess long story short, um, this long-term nuclear waste warning messages, the artist is horrible. And if they wanted to fucking warn people to not do this nuclear waste dumping, then they should have at least spent a little money to get like an artist of some caliber to fucking try to tell people not to do this. Because this is, if, if somebody saw this, they just think it was a joke. Um, but it's serious. It's serious business. Um, and if you, and if you're listening to this out, out there and you were thinking about like you had some nuclear waste 
and you were thinking of digging a hole like 66 kilometers down into the ground, I would uh, I would not recommend it. Now, after looking at this thing, the, all that is going to happen to you is you're going to end up getting all types of nuclear waste inside of your oil derrick, and then it's going to come and kill kill you too. And probably even you might even have electric uh like lightning bolt arms so i'm gonna say that is not what we want to be doing nowadays um we have you know what i'm gonna say that uh that there were more suggestions but i'm gonna do them in the next episode uh, because you know what? I spent a half an hour sharing this episode, and I think it's good enough. I think um, I think that was, I'll just save those for next time, and and uh, I apologize if this episode was not good, but then I also was honest about some things, and you know, I think it's more important to to like be genuine than uh than anything else besides uh i really think i did a good episode a couple episodes ago where i was uh where i was um going to animal court and i and i really didn't hear enough um praise about that episode but i know in my heart that that was a good episode and i think even last episode was kind of funny so so this episode is going to be a humanity episode all right thanks so much talk to you soon okay bye